Halloween month draws to a close, and this week, Lost at Home sits down with horror producer, director, writer Harrison Smith to chat about his work and send him off with a horror-themed 10 questions. Then, a surprise guest pops by to talk about recent Jersey Devil sightings, and Web Droppings also brings us killer chefs, crazy politicians, and Chewbacca gets arrested. Halloween, we love you. Jeremiah Johnson. Hey, Jer. Hey, what's up? Ah, uh, not much. This is uh, this is weird. The the listeners at home probably can't even tell, but we're we're not in the same town. No, I know. Isn't that crazy? We never oh. have been. You've been dead all along. <laughs> uh, no, this it's, is it's gonna six cents. Oh my God, Scott's been dead the entire podcast. <laughs> it's just been. I go back and re- re-listen. I think we've had this gag before, where I go back and re-listen, and it's just me talking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we should just end the show. That's like on the very last episode, be like, he was never there. And I can actually <laughs> go back and repost all of the episodes with just my you, vocals. <laughs> just you talking against I'll nothing. Just, I'll just cut out all of your parts so it's just me talking so everybody oh else my goes God, back that, and like, oh my God, is that really what happened? Holy fuck. That would uh, truly be amazing. <laughs> yeah, take a lot of work because, you know, who knows, by the time we, we're finally done our run here, I mean, we're already 89 episodes in now. Uh, so I'm guessing we'll be going when we don't have any plans of stopping soon. So might be a lot no. of work at the end, but God damn it, that could be good worth it for a gag. <laughs> I might start going <laughs> back and re-editing the shows with a uh, post. Uh, uh, although we'll have to leave this one out as a dropped one or I'll cut out the, oh, no, even better. This will be part of it. It'll be me talking Explaining to an already about dead. It. <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's been this way the whole the whole time. Like, But it, you just aren't even here this time. It's me talking to myself about how I'm going to go back and cut you from all these episodes. But you never existed anyway. So. And, and oh, fuck it. Somebody made it 89 episodes in. So That's super meta. <laughs> uh, meta. Um, well, it's kind of nice, though, to be apart. We uh, we spent the weekend together over at ChaseCon in Saratoga Springs, New York. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we had a fun time there. Met a lot of nice, interesting people. Uh, made some nice connections, had a fun old, uh, uh, I don't know, experience all in all. I love Comic-Cons. They're yeah, just yeah. awesome. Same here. The little small ones are, are fun. You get to really connect with a bunch of people. And, uh, excuse me, um, you know, at some point we're probably going to do something similar to Vermont Comic-Con. Um, not right off the bat, but at some point, you know, we, we sat down with a few people to get their thoughts and experiences. Um, well, we were only there for uh, one day, so we it wasn't quite as uh, jam-packed as Comic-Con and uh, Vermont Comic-Con in terms of the number of people we talk to. Um, so at some point, we'll probably put up, uh, you know, what is it, a 20, 30-minute little, uh, little snippet. We actually talked to Tigo um, again, um, who was a, kind of a, a martial arts coach uh, and also did uh, some of the cause fighting stuff. And they were doing Ninja Turtle-themed stuff this time around, which was pretty cool. Uh, we talked to him for quite a while, actually. He was looking forward to, to venting with us for a, for a solid, ah, probably a solid 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So, oh, yeah, uh, easily. So that was, that he was had some great time. stories. Yeah, yeah, he was looking forward. He said, you know, he had, when I sat down and talked to him at his table, he was all about wanting to vent about some of these auditions he'd been on and 
boy, did he do that. He had some good things to say. Uh, so, yeah, at some point in the next couple weeks, uh, probably pop up a little mini pod, um, kind of like we did with Vermont Comic Con. So if anybody out there uh, is listening now as a new listener who picked up one of our cards and you sat down with us at the show, uh, hopefully the next couple weeks um, I'll get those up in a little episode and we'll uh, we'll tweet it. It'll be its own little standalone thing so you can uh, hear it yourself and all the the rest of you out there can hear what Chase Con was all about. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, to everyone else out there listening right now, uh, happy early Halloween or happy Halloween or happy late Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this. Right. Uh, but this is our last Halloween episode of the month, and we're going to do all web droppings today that are themed with Halloween or at least something spooky, scary, weird, uh, costume related, etc. Yeah. Uh, and we have a special surprise. Uh, Harrison Smith. Director, writer, producer will be joining us in just a little bit to talk about his movies, his career, and uh, a little bit more. Uh, He's made movies such as Six Degrees of Hell, Camp Dread, uh, Zombie Hunter, and The Field, which won a lot of film festival awards. Um, So, yeah, we'll be talking with him very shortly. Uh, Jared, do we have any other housekeeping to catch up on? Uh, Not as far as I'm concerned. Anything pop into your head? Uh, no, I was just thinking, like, I, I thought there was a little more, but you know what? We could probably just jump right into this. Yeah, I did want to get a, one little uh, already correction. I believe the name of the movie is Zombie Killers. Zombie. <gasps> Elephant's Graveyard. Yes. Uh, that, <sighs> that's the one that no, actually nope, stars. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write to IMDb and have it changed officially. <laughs> that's the one that stars, uh, let's see, uh, Billy Zane, Dee Wallace, and uh, Misha Barton, actually. Uh, that one I have not seen yet, but I've uh, we watched a couple of his um, that are actually out there on Hulu kicking around. Um so, but yeah, I think I think with that, I'm pretty much ready to talk to Harrison Smith right about now. Sounds good. All right, thanks, Harrison Smith, for being on the show. Uh, it's really great to have you here talk in the Halloween month about horror. Uh, welcome to the show, Harrison. Thanks, gentlemen. Great to be here. All right, so we're going to start uh, start out just talking a little bit about some of the past work you've done. We did a quick little roll uh, roll call about you know some of your past films that people can find out there. Um, do you want to talk about uh, any of the specific ones that uh, have come out recently? We know that uh, there's Zombie Killers has been a recent one. There's an upcoming yeah. one called Death House as well. Um, you just want to give us kind of a little uh, understanding of who you are, how you got into this, and uh, some of the places people can catch you. Sure. Well, I've been making movies since I was 10 years old. My uncle got me a silent film camera, and so I made Super 8 movies uh, doing that. And I've always loved horror. I mean, if you watch my movie, The Fields, uh, which I wrote and produced, I did not direct. Uh, it's it's the true story of, of what happened to me on my grandparents' farm in the summer of 1973. And in that movie, Cloris Leachman is constantly showing the little boy who is me, and Cloris is a perfect uh portrayal of my grandmother and we used to grow up i grew up watching horror movies with her frankenstein the werewolf and you know creature double feature on a saturday afternoon and by the time i was like eight years old i knew who peter laurie was vincent price boris karloff the, the whole gamut of them lon cheney jr you know everything so um horror has always been you know a part of my my childhood experience in life so the fields is really uh, kind of like a real Valentine to my grandparents. It's like a love letter to my grandparents and 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 also the genre because I, I just loved it so much and it was a lot of fun. So uh, uh, basically, right now, I mean, my my latest work is Zombie Killers: Elephant's Graveyard, which um, was just picked up for a very it's really cool, like a really cool uh, Walmart streaming. Uh, type of situation that's going to be happening in the new year with a, a brand new revolutionary kind of um, product placement technology that they're also coinciding with Ghostbusters 3. So uh, Zombie Killers was picked 
is kind of like a, a beta launch platform for this new technology. So we're oh, really excited about that. And uh, there's some talk of a re-release of the fields, um, possibly for even theatrical once, you know, uh, the legal options and all that allow to do so once that happens. Uh, the fields has proved to be pretty popular uh, with my fan base and, and most of all because it's a true story. And it's not really horror. The fields is more suspense and a thriller. So um, Six Degrees of Hell gets great airplay on Hulu right now, although you can find it everywhere. Um, it's one of Hulu's consistent Halloween picks, so we love that. And um, Camp Dread was my directing debut, and I, I have such a, a warm spot for, for Camp Dread. I love it. And got to work with Felissa Rose, Eric Roberts, Daniel Harris on that one, and uh, is doing quite well. So we just concluded a contest with Camp Dread for some giveaways. So uh, things are going well. Death House will be coming up. We can talk about that in a little bit. And uh, quite a number of other projects. I always like to make sure that I always use a disclaimer in these interviews that you know, anything can change at any time with any of these projects. But I, I will talk about what's for real and what's solid and, and also what isn't. So um, there you go. How about that? That's wonderful, actually. Uh, it sounds like actually it's interesting. I usually don't, usually don't have people uh, thanking their uh, grandparents for their love of, uh, of the macabre so much. But uh, my, uh, uh, my uh, you know, I had similar upbringing as well, you know, with, a, with the love of horror kind of started early, which is why it's really great to have people who are actually doing it, uh, kind of living my own dream. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, so I could actually kind of geek out and ask some of these questions about, you know, just <laughs> how you do it, all this kind of stuff. Um, it's great. So yeah, you, you teased a little bit about Death House, and I did want to get on that sure. one because, uh, one, it's it's an upcoming movie, and, um, and uh, just going into, you know, obviously the, you were just kind of talking about how things can change about movies, and sometimes people jump on something a little early. I read, you know, people were quoting it as the expendables of horror, quote unquote, at one point, and you kind of had to come out with a little bit of a correction. Uh, I, you, you mentioned that it was uh, based on originally a Gunnar Hansen story, who was Correct. best known from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yep. So uh, just to set the record straight, what could be expected uh, out of Death House when that comes out? Well, I, I think what you can expect is it, it is going to have a large collection of horror names, and I think a lot of fans are going to be really happy about that. I won't commit to any of those names as of yet, but I can tell you what's on the IMDb is accurate. Okay. We are planning on expanding many more. We do, for example, I do have LOIs right now from others that are not on the IMDb, but I'm not really announcing anything until everything is locked down and solid. And uh, that way, you know, when the movie is, it goes into production, then everything is accurate. I mean, IMDb is, uh, wow. I mean, it, it can just be such a bullshit site. You know, I mean, you get... These filmmakers that will put on in production, in production, in development, rumored, rumored, rumored. All of that means nothing. If you look at my IMDb, it's what's there Great. and what I've done and what's solid and what's inked. And that's it. I, I, I could put right now on my IMDb 16 projects, literally 16 projects that are in various states of development. That means nothing. And to anybody who's really in the industry, they know that. You know, they, they look at that and they go, oh, okay, so really, you know, you don't have anything. So, um, but you can look on the IMDb for Death House and, and what's on there is accurate. That is, yeah. you know, you can. I'm there uh, right now, actually, and uh, this, this is really impressive. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Okay, I mean, there's there's more that I I just don't want to comment on yet until we have everything finalized and and everything's all set to go because some of them it will be on uh, scheduling issues and we're in we're in some of them we're in paid discussions you know so we really can't you know, I'm not going to say that so and so is going to be in because what if those talks fall through or they end up with a better project and and they don't come aboard 
That's so absolutely it, fair, yeah. Yeah, you know, so that way when that way when people listen to me on these programs, they can go, okay, well, what are you saying? Then we can pretty much expect that instead of, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to get this one and then we're going to have that one. And then when they don't show up, they go, well, wait a minute. Didn't he say in that one interview that he was going to do this? So that's how I, I always try to keep it very level. And you I, know, think, I think a lot of times what will happen is, uh, you know, some people think that it's good publicity to throw out these rumors and these names and stuff like no. that, if, especially in like the horror field where you've got these devout fans that devour this stuff. They, 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 it, it's not quite as simple as that because there's also no. a level of trust that we put into the people we follow, the, you know, the directors and, and writers and actors who we really love. So we'll remember that if we're just like, this person's a bullshitter. And even if we like the movie, it does get remembered by, you know, this kind of audience who will be like, you know, yeah, sure, you shout that out. It gets a lot of press because you say so-and-so maybe, this person maybe. And then all of a sudden people remember for next time you're actually trying to tout something for real, they might not necessarily listen so much. And, you you know, you might lose one of those, you know, steady followers down the line by kind of bullshitting too much. So yeah, I really respect that. Well, and, and, and a lot of people confuse, um, you know, just because you're in talks with someone or you're talking to someone doesn't mean they've committed to your movie. You know, and and fans will run with that. And sometimes a lot of these online magazines will run with that. Just because I might be talking to so-and-so doesn't mean they're going to do the movie, you know. And and sometimes these rumors will leak. Like, I don't start those false press things. So sometimes, like, someone will say, hey, I heard so-and-so. And I, I just say, well, they're, they're not attached to the film. And they're like, oh, well, we heard they were. Well, you heard wrong. <laughs> you know, that's how it comes out. I'm not going to – because, you know, that can really piss someone off, you know, an actor – who may be considering something and then all of a sudden, you know, it's, oh, are you going to be in this? We heard you're in it. Well, and they're going to be like, well, no. And then their management gets all worked up and, you know, then you've got a mess on your hands. So I just, like I said, what's on the IMDb is accurate. I think that's a good place to start. And I had to actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually did have to look up, because uh, I, I, I frequent the site, uh, bloodydisgusting.com and, and read recently, um, and it was after we had actually uh, booked you to to be on the show, all of a sudden your name popped up um, in a story recently about, uh, you know, an upcoming project, uh, Love Bites, and I actually had to take a look to see if that was the same Harrison Smith because I didn't see it on your IMDP page, but actually, right. but, I, but I did find a, like, in-development sub-thread kicking around on yes. IMDB, which means it's there, but some people might jump on that and uh, and immediately, like, try to get it on their IMDP page, mentioned it, you know, but you're kind of waiting about looks of it, you know, yeah. for a little more, plus, you know, like a Yeah, a the, the script the script is in development right now. Um, it is it is going to get made. Um, there was a recent article that popped up that Mila Jovovich is in talks. Uh, that's not accurate. <laughs> yeah, know? that's why I didn't even. That's why I didn't even bring that yeah, up. I'm glad it's, actually it's you brought not it up. I didn't want to like immediately be yeah, part. I'm of not going to speak for Mila. I'm not going to speak for anyone. We we have a number of things that are going on uh, with the project, and as soon as you know something is inked and solid, then we'll be happy to talk about it. But right. you know, this reporter, you know, just kind of went and I, I think you know, according to the person that this reporter talked to. Um, you know, a number of names were thrown out and I think this person just said, oh yeah, yeah, that would be great. Well, this person went, oh, well, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And they, they went and wrote this article and it's not accurate at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not. So, I mean, I'd love to sit here on your show and say, yes, Mila Jovovich is going to, you know, be Absana in, in the movie, but that's not the case right now. Yeah. So and that's what I wanted um, to uh, bring, you know, bring up is actually, you know, and, and asking about that. And I wasn't actually necessarily going to bring up the name just to, I wasn't necessarily part of that problem. Uh, so I'm glad you did bring that up. 
because it was, yeah. you know, it's good to get that clarification. This is a fresh article that came out, you know, not even 10 days ago now, I believe. Exactly. Uh, so it's one of those things people are reading up on right after you kind of mentioned, hey, let's wait till something gets serious. And uh, and actually, I, that was one of the questions. It seemed like one of those yeah, articles that was written jumping on the name, being like, maybe. And then they. It yeah, well, may, maybe means in this business, nothing. That's exactly. what it means. I mean, Adrian Barbeau texts me. You know, that morning and she's like um do we know about this i'm like i don't know anything about this <laughs> okay so yeah so that made it rounds i know bloody disgusting is a very you know popular horror blog horror website and uh yeah but you did mention uh, adrian barbeau who was actually the uh I believe wrote these novels that love rights is uh based on one of those novels and adrian barbeau um hopefully people already know this out there but those that don't is one of the great scream queens um played in plenty Absolutely. of other stuff as well but he's played in some amazing movies so it's really cool you know there there are these uh you know, between you and, of course, uh, you know, her work uh, is very great appreciation of horror. I have no idea what it's about, but it sounds like, regardless of who's going to be attached to it, it sounds like it could be something uh, quite exciting for the future. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be a horror, like, noir film. Ooh. And, um, you know, most of all, in the vein of uh, An American Werewolf in London, this will have hard-hitting horror action. This is not a spoof. This is not a satire. It's not a send-up. Um, it's nothing like that whatsoever, and uh, we're we're really excited about it, and we'll, it will be boasting a number of really cool practical effects. Awesome. So we're yeah we're real happy about it. All right, um, I think at this point in the interview, if we uh, want to keep to our time constraint, let's move on to the ten questions. Sure. Yeah, and uh, we use the word questions loosely actually here because <laughs> over, okay. over over time we've actually just uh, just been like, hey, talk about this for a second. Uh, these are pretty rapid fire, and uh, sure. know, the, uh, these are, um, you know, you can be as thorough or as uh, or whatever, uh, just have some fun with them. And um, we always uh, start out with the, the like a real uh, softball here to everybody, and uh, this one is, uh, number one, who was your favorite Ghostbuster? You mean out of the original Ghostbusters? Uh, we, honestly, we had somebody answer with one of the new ones as well. But because uh, okay. when we actually designed this question ages ago, uh, we didn't even know who the new Ghostbusters were going to be. So uh, we didn't even think about that. Usually people choose one of the classics. So it's up to you. Yeah, I would go with um, uh, Harold Ramis's character with um, Egon. Egon, yeah, he's always yeah, been. Yeah, he's... Spengler. And, and the only reason why is, is because kind of without him, there wouldn't be anybody. And he was so low-key. Yeah. You know, and and I, I always liked him and, and I always just thought his character was just really cool and even survived the dreadful sequel. I thought he kind of shined through even in the sequels. So. He did. Yeah. He, well, because he's a pretty steady character and, and the other yeah. ones are just, uh, you know, parodies of, of sure. a, like a personality type. He's always been my favorite. And growing yeah. up as a nerd, it was nice to be like, oh, here's a cool, he was a cool nerd. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him. All right. Let's move on to number two. Sure. Uh Favorite type of zombie, fast or slow? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going to go with slow because, look, man, anything that reanimates that's been lying in the ground for, you know, whether a week, a month or whatever, is not going to have the muscle structure to go booking like, you know, a decathlon runner. Um, I, I, I like I that. Think, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just think, you know, uh, when people say, oh, I love the new Dawn of the Dead, they really change things up. What, the freaking zombies ran? Big 
big deal. I can't even you know? run that fast a lot. Right. And these guys, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just <laughs> like, I get it. They wanted to do their little 28 days later shtick. And because they really aren't zombies in 28 days later, they're, they're in 28 days later is an infection. It's a contagion movie. It's and, not a yeah. zombie movie. And they explain it's, some it, of that away. It, yeah. Yeah. So with my preferences, the shambling slow zombies, because look, you know, the, 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 the bodies are rotting, the muscles are rotting, everything's deteriorating. And, you know, and, and, you know, from somebody who made a zombie movie and, and technically my mom's, my zombies aren't zombies either. Um, it's very clear in, in my film that, that the dead, the dead are not reanimating from the grave. So, um, ours, ours is more of an infection film as well too. Um, so I'm going to go with slow and shambling. All right. Uh, number three, if you had a Halloween candy designed after you or one of your movies, what would it be called, and what kind of candy would it be? <laughs> wow, um, it's like these get a little weirder as time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll go with uh, Camp Dread Bites. We'll go with that. Okay. And um, it would be for a scene in the film. I don't know if you've seen the film, but it would be a, a nice chocolate shell with something very creamy in the middle. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay. Watch the film and you'll see <laughs> what gets slapped on the guy's face and then you'll understand. You'll understand. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, number four. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Oh, wow. I, well, I, I'm so old that I still remember buying those. Uh, for, what was the name of them? But they were they were in the box with the cellophane window, and you you had the the, the plastic mask with the elastic oh. around, and then the suit had like I remember like being one of the Planet of the Apes. My my favorite one as a kid of that type of costume was the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, I love that one because the mask looked cool, and the 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 costume part itself the body part looked like you know pajamas or something with a drawstring in the back yeah but they were like plastic like a cheap thin plastic that would oh yeah it was like a cheap thin plastic but it was and then almost it like the... hard and crumbly yeah yeah and for some the, reason the, the the mask was also the picture on the front sometimes yes that's exactly what it was and it had the slit for a mouth that always like you know cut your lips and yeah. you know and then you're you're breathing and you have all that condensation underneath the mask and you're just a mess by the end of the night you know you're walking around with the mask you know flipped up over your head half the time and right. you know but the, i think the creature of the black lagoon was my favorite one awesome um Big appreciator of all the legends, too. Uh, uh, so this one is one of those where we use the word question uh, loosely here. Uh, this is uh, describe the perfect slash most creative death, death scene you can think of right now. It doesn't have to be one that's existed in a movie before, but if you had to design one on the spot, a way to kill a character right now, how would it happen? Okay, well, then I'm going to tell you to watch Camp Dread because we have a kill in there that has never been taken place in a horror film, and we invented it. That's tough to do. Yep, we did it, and even Eric Roberts' character comes out and goes, no one has been ever killed that way. <laughs> and, um, and, and I did our research, and as a matter of fact, fans did their research, and people say, nope, I can't find it. So um, I won't say what it is because so, I don't want to give it away in the film, but that's my answer to your question. Is watch Camp Dread, everybody. Right, because I, cause I did it. Because okay. <laughs> I did it. Perfect. <laughs> All right, uh, number six. If you were trapped on a desert island and you could only have three horror movies to watch for the rest of your life, which three would you pick? That's a great question. Um, all right, so horror-wise, I would pick definitely 1985's Fright Night. Uh, probably, hmm, I'm going to say the original Halloween 
Nice. And um, the abominable Doctor Fives. Nice, very cool. All right, got a, a good little range in there. A good little like yeah. a, a, like a different little different styles. You're not just going like three it, slashes. I nothing. would say as a bonus, if you allowed me a fourth one, I would allow Psycho Two. We'll say that one of them is a two DVD set. Okay, <laughs> then Psycho Two bundled up <laughs> with uh, Fright Night because it's a Tom Holland collection. How's that? Perfect. Oh right, wow. Yeah. You'd be like themed it and everything. Perfect. Uh, well, it's good. <laughs> funny you bring up uh, uh the, the movie halloween because this next one is actually a uh have you ever played the game fuck mary kill where yeah yes. we give you three names all right this is the horror legends edition fuck mary kill jason Voorhees, freddy krueger michael myers hmm. i gotta all right i don't, don't know so if you, would, you don't want to do anything to anybody but yeah yeah I, yeah I mean geez christ i mean three of them um, I would say probably kill Jason because he has absolutely no emoting. Probably marry Michael and fuck Freddy. Okay. I think Freddy would be a demon in the sack, no pun intended. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Number eight. Uh, actors can be demanding and strange at times. What's the strangest request by an actor you've ever had on set? Do I have to name the actor? No. 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 Absolutely not. Okay. I will uh, then say this actor requested to drink Coca-Cola only out of a styrofoam cup, and the ice must be one half inch above the brim. Wow, wow that's, that's pretty exact. Very specific. People make jokes about the M and M's, you know, uh, picking out M and M's and stuff like that as an as you know, like a, one of those stereotypical stories. But that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's an actual story. Wow. Excellent. Um, I mean, I'm obviously you not know, curious about who it was, but I uh, we, we're not going to go. In, we're not going to go into that. We'll we'll say. Yeah, I won't go into that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, now we've got uh, number nine. If you had to live the rest of your life as a horror monster, which would it be? Of any of them? Anything you want. Yeah. Old school to now. I would be Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night. Cool. Because Jerry Jerry got the women. Um, he was stylish, and he had a great sense of humor. Yeah, just like a monster version of a cool person. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I would be Jerry Dandridge. Yeah, I, I would just recently watch Fright Night again. I uh, saw it a lot when I was a kid, and it, that that movie's so damn good. I I'm love glad, Fright I'm, Night. Yeah. I'm glad you're you're an appreciator appreciator of it. So absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see. Last one, number ten. In five words or less, explain Halloween. The original 1978, correct? Uh, no, the uh, the holiday specifically. Oh, the holiday. Yeah. Uh, distorted and overly commercialized. Nice, nice. Uh, can can yeah. I do? Can I do a ten B in five words or less? Can you explain Halloween the movie from nineteen seventy eight? Now that you mentioned. It? <laughs> Absolutely. Less is more. Awesome. Very nice. Cool. You got you got like uh between the two of those. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty great. Um. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, yeah, that wraps up the ten questions. Uh, I know you've you've got uh, you've got some pretty uh, interesting answers in there, of course. And uh, we once again want to thank you for stopping by the show, Harrison Smith. Um, we will be shouting out all the uh, where everywhere people can find those movies. Hopefully, everybody will be taking a gander at them if they haven't already. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to more coming uh, uh, out from you in the future. And uh, hopefully, when you know, maybe when we get a little bit more detail on some of those in talks type of things, uh, we'll start seeing some. Real information pop up on some of these IMDb posts and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Always take a look on my IMDb or my company website, which is www.class85.com. That's where you'll find all the official stuff. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Harrison, for stopping by. Really appreciate it. 
Gentlemen, thank you. thank you. I look forward to being back again and, and spending a little bit more time with you. All right. Thanks again to Harrison Smith for stopping by talking about uh, horror movies. Got some good stuff out there. Uh, you and I actually were able to watch some of his stuff on Hulu, as mentioned before. You can actually find The Field. Um, the Fields is on Hulu as well as Six Degrees of Hell. Um, and then, as you mentioned, he's got a few others out there as well. I believe the most recent one was Zombie Killers. And uh, you can find those out on other various areas, um, uh, anywhere you could probably rent DVDs if people do that anymore, but also on like iTunes and that kind of thing. So uh, anyway, uh, I think with that, I'm ready to jump right into web droppings if you are. Yep, sounds good. Web dropping. All right. This uh, this special edition of Web Droppings for our Halloween Spectacular episode is all Halloween themed. And right off the bat, we're going to start with the Jersey Devil. Cool, uh, yeah. The Jersey Devil has been spotted in New Jersey yet again. Wait, oh, wait what's hold, this? Yeah, no, hold yeah. on a second. Um, I might want to cut here. Somebody's actually giving us a call. Um, oh, wait. No, actually, this is really good. This is kind of serendipitous. Uh, this is actually Mike Zapsik, um, this is our New Jersey cryptozoology correspondent, actually. Um, what better time to maybe pick his brain a little bit about the New Jersey? Yeah, Bay? this is perfect. All right, awesome. Cool. All right. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Hey, what's happening? Uh, not much. This is Scott here. We got Cher yeah. on the line, too. Hey, yeah, it's me. It's Cher. How you doing? What's up, everybody? Oh, you know, just, just doing our thing. The, um, uh, the story we have in front of us today is about the New Jersey uh, devil, the Jersey devil, as it's called. Uh, Mike, from your neck of the woods, I mean, this is something you grew up with, correct? Oh, yeah, you know, I've Used to hang out in the woods. Uh, you'd have to, you'd have to, you know, be drunk and not see the Jersey Devil for God's sake. Okay. Couldn't couldn't swing a dead cat around here without hitting a Jersey Devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, this story, which uh, apparently you've already read yourself too. Um, Apparently, a guy was driving past a golf course and thought he saw a llama that was on the loose. But then it uh, it spread out giant leathery wings, took off into the air, and flew away. And he uh, he managed to just get one yeah, um, one photo. Did you see it? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, it looks a lot like a goat with something on its back. Sure, you know what it actually looks like. Um, my son has. They're called ugly dolls, and if you you hook one to a fishing line. You could probably uh, approximate that that photo. Really? Yeah, I, I would buy that. Actually, the guy's yeah. swearing up and down. It's not photoshopped. I swear to God. Yeah, I'm sure it's not because it just. I mean, take a look at it. It looks horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It it's does, worse it, than the Bigfoot photos. It, it does look like they're it, like it's just kind of held up. Like it it looks very stiff. Doesn't look like it's in mid flight. Just looks like it's dangling. I don't know. Maybe by a fishing wire. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I, the thing that that reminded me of. Did you ever see the uh, the movie poster for uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Yeah, that's exactly where he's walking across like a uh, like the, the the Grand Canyon. That's what it looks like to me. Like there's this goat with leather wings, and it's walking across I, I don't know the air. So uh, around here, you know, if if you grew up in Jersey. You, you heard the story about Mama Leeds, and you know she had thirteen, uh, or she was she had twelve children. She was pregnant by the thirteenth, and you know the the lady could keep her her uh, her thighs together, you know. Um, but she said, "I'm I'm pregnant with this thirteenth child. May it be born a devil." And you know it's like, uh, all right, well, you brought it on yourself. That's a weird so, thing to hope for. That's yeah, yeah that's a really weird exactly, story. Yeah. How about, you know, like, I, I, 
geez, I, I hope the kids, you know what, maybe I'll sell the kid for medical experiments or something like that. I mean, this was New Jersey back in the 1600s, for God's sake. Yeah. They're selling kids for, for I guess, like feed and uh, grain. I don't yeah, know. just like trade them for a bag of this or that. Just kind of barter with your sure. kids. You just have like a bunch of them. So you have like a, a sack of kids to go to the market with and be like, hey, look, look at him. Uh, you know, so you would hope that you know, maybe if you're going to, I don't know, wish something upon yourself. Just wish, like, I don't know, maybe this one's going to be big and strong. Can you help around the farm or push a cart or something like that? Yeah, I, I hope I hope this kid marries well so I don't have to dick around on my farm anymore. Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So no, you, I mean, didn't they do that on Little House on the Prairie? They sold kids all the time? I That's what that was. It was like, right? Was, it, it was the entire, like the entire show? Yes, was, it was all about child slavery. Was, was, was that the <laughs> underlying <laughs> theme, like a human trafficking theme in, in, uh, in Little House on the Prairie? I don't recall that, but maybe. Yeah, that... you, didn't, you, you never caught that subtext? I, I, oh, whatever. I, I haven't gone back and watched it since I've uh, even known what human trafficking is. So I bet you I, I wouldn't. Oh, really? <laughs> there was always like a, a kids kidding? coming up missing on the show. It's like, hey, where'd little uh, Joey go? Like, hey, we got this nice bag of grain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's down in the mill. Yeah. I mean, inside the mill. He's <laughs> actually being, he's being chewed up into a uh, little, you know, fertilizer. No, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, you know, so, uh, so. The whole lead, the whole Jersey Devil, uh, it's, I mean, if this thing is still around, it's it's in excess of like three hundred years old. So I doubt. Um, That's and, a good and point, and it would be what, a one of a kind, so it wouldn't be breeding and making more. You assume? Be yeah. Like, how the hell? What would it breed with? Baby yeah, Albert would, from Little House in the Prairie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, sold, just sold my kid to one of the Jersey Devils kicking around. Like, uh, can I have that? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I did see, I mean, it, it seems creepy and everything. So you do have any, like, uh, you've heard all the stories, but do you have any like personal, uh, you know, when you were, uh, out, out and about with your friends or anything, actual personal experience with somebody who had a story or actually seen any of these kind of sightings? No, almost never. You know what? You, you, you smoke a little grass and you get high in the woods. You're bound to see some really strange shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, fair enough, we yeah. weird stuff. I uh, there was a time when I was like seventeen, smoked some grass. I thought I saw El Diablo. Now, oh. I I don't know about you, but Cadillac never put out an El Diablo, so I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, you know, when I we, up in Vermont here, we've uh, we've got our own little urban legendy kind of thing, which is uh, pretty much a Loch Ness monster of Lake Champlain. Uh, which is uh, camp. Uh, so, but it, it does get, seem to like the second you have a local urban legendy thing like monster like that, it does give you an excuse to to chalk anything weird you see up uh, immediately to that. So if you're yeah, get a little high in the woods and you see like a weird thing movie, like it was probably the Jersey Devil. It's like, well, it could have just been something floating in the wind, or in this case, a, a stuffed animal hung by uh, a fishing wire. Yeah, it's always more yeah, fun to go the fantastic route. Right. Of course, and you know you got some jackass who's like, "It's true, I swear to God." It's like, sure, yeah. Well, yeah, of course, any everybody wants that like two minutes of fame. So, yeah, and, and sometimes if you know if somebody saw it, and if, even if it wasn't something they did or something, if they saw it, like what is true in your head, what you actually remember as true, isn't always necessarily doesn't actually mean it exists or it's true. You can believe something while it isn't actually there or true. So just because you're like, "No, I swear I saw," it. I'm like, "Yeah, I know your brain think you it saw something, but." That doesn't mean I'm immediately going to go with flying llama, you know. True, I, I I believe a lot of stuff. I believe a lot of stuff that's not true. I mean, for God's sake, I was born and raised a Catholic. There you go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. 
All right. Well, uh, you know what? Thank you very much, Mike, for coming on the show. Uh, we're glad we got a little bit of insight from your neck of the woods. My pleasure. And yeah, believe me, this guy's a uh, laughing stock. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, it's good to know. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for coming on. <laughs> you got it, guys. All right. So our next story, keeping up with the uh, Halloween theme, is man commits spooky suicide over Star Wars. <laughs> As opposed to one of those like exciting, happy suicides being like, ah, he drowned himself in a ball pit at a, at well, you his know, birthday party. You say the words happy suicide, and um, you're not far off because it's normally uh, a tragedy uh, a terrific. You leave behind people who you know it, it ruins their lives on different levels. Uh, yeah, usually but, but this this guy check it out. Good. Yeah, we usually we're pretty careful too. Like we 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 occasionally will get stories submitted or we'll come across stories where it's about like a death or suicide or something like that. We usually have to weigh them pretty like heavily to be like, you know, how much do you really want to you know even if it's under like weird circumstances, how much do you really want to put a comedic spin on somebody's genuine death or something like that? So you usually have to weigh it pretty heavily. No weighing right. whatsoever with this one. Totally fine. Just being like, yeah, you know, every once in a while you read about a suicide, you're like, all right, all right that's good. All right. That works. So I know that's <laughs> not a, not a great, very PC thing to say when you're, you know, you're like every death is bad, but no, you know what? Every once in a while it's like, wow, man, probably one piece of shit. That's not in the world anymore. It's probably a little late into the story to give a trigger warning, but uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about suicide right now. And uh, specifically out of Charlotte, North Carolina, a 53-year-old Caucasian man was found dead in his home by his wife with a note that read, Make America White Again. And it's been found out that he committed suicide literally because of the whole hashtag boycott Star Wars 7 uh, hashtag white genocide movement yeah, that started. because that one black guy in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I, in fact, I was listening to another podcast where they broke down the trailer looking at, you know, for people of color. Um, there's that one guy who plays Poe, who I believe is of some kind of Latino descent. And then there's the, the main guy, Finn, who's black. Yep. Yep. And then... I, I think that's the whole trailer. Yeah, so and, so here's the thing. Um, on a, on a re- like general scale of how, you know, uh, how many uh people of color there are in the world as it stands now that's still whitewashing like that's still a pretty whitewashed movie when there's like well that's a black guy it's like one of those uh, commercials that try way too hard to to be like diverse so they throw the clearly like the one black guy in the one like uh, mexican guy in or something like that and it's just like it almost makes it like worse than just being like all right you're trying really hard it's still a pretty like white movie for the most oh yeah when you part. see that scene not all white it, we're now it's white. It, it immediately goes from just like, oh, <laughs> neat. They put a they put a black guy in the movie to, you know, oh my god, white genocide. They jumped to white genocide. It went pretty fast. Yeah, in the trailer, <laughs> there's one scene where uh, the two main characters, well, the two uh, male main characters, walk by each other by some X-wing fighters, and there's all these pilots running. If you pause it and look, every one of them is white. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and male. Except for, I think, an alien over to the right. There's some alien-looking dude, which, you know, it happens. Here's the thing is I actually think that now um, all – I mean, this is this, – this specifically is – a lot of the outcry is specifically over the black character. Um, let alone – I mean, the, the fact that there's additional, uh, you know, splashes of, uh, uh, of, of variety in the movie, obviously. But this is, like, a lot of the ones people are having an issue with. Like, a main character in Star Wars that's actually black. So I actually think from now on um, – the, the African-American community needs to now, every time any movie comes out, 
do the complete opposite, where now every time a movie that comes out that isn't mostly black, be like, oh man, another movie about black genocide, like the notebook. Steve Jobs, yeah. black genocide. <laughs> the next, the next, like Notebook Two or something like that, just like, yep, pan, black pan. genocide. Because seriously, like it's it's such a big thing in these people's minds. They actually see that when there's at just that shows you, that points out the issue is that there's there's so few movies that are really completely like actually diverse. There's like. It's pretty much there has to be. It's almost like we work in a segregation mentality. Like, well, there's uh, the black movies. You know, we'll leave that to Tyler Perry. And then there's the white movies. And that's it, guys. No no cross-pollination. You know, God forbid, you know, you actually have movies that actually represent real life where you have a mixture of people coming to the table. And we're saying that from Vermont, the state that, like, you know, is extremely white. So I would say, like, in Vermont even, if you made a, a movie that was made of nothing of white people, it would still wouldn't be accurate. You're still going to find people of color in the state of Vermont too like whether you whether you like it or not people so it's it's ridiculous that this is like a reason for somebody to um have an issue with a movie let alone commit suicide over that being said one make America white again I love the fact that clearly Trump supporter uh which tells you something <laughs> about Trump's base um and you'd also know that he that's I, I wouldn't be surprised if that actually wasn't a suicide note. It was actually just the original Trump slogan. They're like, nah, Trump, you're going a little too far. Let's just make it make America great again. Be like, well, you know what I really mean, though. Uh, so it also shows you the kind of uh, I'm pretty sure we could guess this person's political affiliations. Uh, yeah, totally. As well, and I'm glad he had a he had a bottle of Percocets at hand when he saw that Star Wars trailer and decided it was just time to check <laughs> out. I'm I, glad I'm glad he had the tools necessary. I like the fact that it was like it was Star Wars that triggered it. Like they clearly cared so much about Star Wars, obviously, and like his his childhood was tainted now, I guess. But um, but to a level where you check out, fuck like, it. Thank God. Wow. Honestly, thanks. Really, that's the yeah, thing. Nope, normally, you. normally, you know, be very sensitive about suicide, and it, I actually my heart does go out to you know. Family and stuff like that. If yeah, he had... his, his wife didn't deserve this. Yeah, she probably he... dealt with his racism. It was like, oh, you know, Chuck or whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, you know, that's just you being you. Yeah, he could have been just been like the racist uncle and like all he, uh, you know, like these cool, you know, family members and stuff that are now like their lives are turned upside down. He's a he's a nas- national national joke story, and it's uh, but yeah, at the same time, you know, kind of, you know the world's kind of down one piece of shit, you know. So whatever. Um. Not a PC thing to say, but seriously, come on. If that's your trigger, then just fucking do it. <laughs> Pull the trigger, you pussy. By the way, I want to have an entire episode where it's all trigger warnings, where every story we <laughs> okay. give a warning, even if we have to make them up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, uh, oh, moving on to the next story. Oh, should we um, give a trigger warning for serial killers? Yeah. I was going to say, if you're a serial killer, uh, trigger warning right here before yeah. we start the story. Oh, why don't we, we could just do that in this show. The only one we didn't sure, give a trigger why warning why for wait? Was, was Jersey Devil. So from here on out, let's try let's try to get a trigger warning for every one of these. Now, are you familiar with the show? Uh, it's a UK series called Celebrity Master Chef. No, I mean, I, I'm aware of the concept of these shows. Obviously, there's a bazillion of them in, in the U.S. Yeah, ever since Gordon Ramsay had the uh, the Kitchen Nightmares and all his other spinoffs, it, there's just a ton of these shows now. Yeah, there's, um, uh, there's that, that other show I really like called Cafeteria Rape, where the, the, the chef just uh, fucks people with various utensils if they're... If they're uh, uh, dishes aren't good enough because that's what a lot of these are just these a lot of these shows are fucking torture porn they're seriously like how horrible can we treat these uh oh these... just watching gordon scream at people and bring them down to tears <laughs> yeah break yeah. down a human being's soul yeah oh my god yeah oh, oh i'm being attacked by a cat while we're podcasting i yeah, know she's that's my that's my girl right it, there 
it's the lost at home cat. Yeah, yeah, she's she's uh oh oh look at it. Oh my god, this is sexy. People at home, <laughs> you have no idea what you're missing here. Uh, Scott is just is getting made out to by by an adorable cat. Uh, she's awesome actually. This is fluffy. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that's coming through on the mic, too. <laughs> a little a little meow in your in your headphones like pay attention to me. Remember me? Yeah, I'm great. Hey, you haven't talked to me in like fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> She's a headbutt you. That's great. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, All right, I'll, so I'll try, to, I'll try to not get distracted by this. Uh, I would be surprised if you don't get distracted by this continually. But uh, we were, we're talking about Master Chefs. Yeah, specifically season nine of uh, Celebrity Master Chef, which, which has already had, aired yeah. uh, several months back. Uh, one of the contestants was uh, a bake—not uh, a baker, just a regular cook—named uh, Stephen Port. Uh, Stephen Port, since the show has aired, has not gone on to fame, has not gone on to another restaurant, has not gone on to another cooking show. He has instead been charged with four counts of murder in addition to four counts of administering poison with the intent to endanger life or inflict grievous bodily harm. Now, did you did you think it was a little bit uh, funny, interesting that it was the intent to administer poison or uh, four counts of actually administering poison, sorry, with intent to endanger life when he was on, I just imagine like his... <laughs> all of his like dishes that he serves with like the judges and stuff just have like a big knife sticking out of them or needles <laughs> needles popping through needles like, yeah, yeah. Ugh, try my uh, sorbet that's delicious uh, looking at the picture here um, every once in a while there are people he's the guy on the left they said um, every once yeah. in a while there are people who I'm just like you should have known that guy's a serial killer oh he looks creepy as hell he's and in fact that blonde hair you see uh, underneath the chef hat is a wig that he wore on the show, and there's been speculation that he committed the crimes, still went on the show, and wore the wig to kind of throw off, you know, anyone who'd be like, "That's the man." Oh, I just figured it was like the like the scalp of his mom or something like that. <laughs> oh, you know, who knows? This <laughs> is like pieces of dried mom skin hanging from him. Like, yes, mother, this is how she talks to me when I'm out of the house. Ugh, her her love seeps through my mom wig. Uh, he looks creepy. He looks like he's looking at the guy that's talking to the camera in front of him, like like he's just imagining. I, I know that this guy was just uh, tried with, um, uh, you know, charged with four counts of murder. They didn't say necessarily. I haven't gotten to where they say for what necessarily, but I'm just assuming at some point he ate the people because it looks like he's looking at that person uh, talking to the camera, just like, yeah, you gonna eat that? Like talking about I, his asshole or something. Yeah, it you looks, uh, you know they went through like thousands of photos from like all well not even photos just. Screen grabs, screen grabs. Somebody, from it, the show just to find that one creepy one where they're like, "This is it. Yeah, this is perfect." Yeah, the rest of them, uh, I'm sure, he's like, he's totally fine. This was this was some intern's job at Cinema Blend here too. Oh God, yeah, yeah, to, to find like the one like screen cap, like I got it, I got it, running through the newsroom as if those exist anymore. Uh, being like, "All right, stop <laughs> the presses!" Like, there's no presses. It's just an internet site. Just don't he's hit just enter. Just unplugging computers, <laughs> thinking that stops them. <laughs> just like just like taking axe to a um, server. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, it, it's, it, I, I haven't read all of it cause I, I just got down to, uh, uh, the first half of it. So do you know, uh, any more about these murders and his intent? Yeah. Um, so what he apparently had been doing was trolling, uh, gay dating websites, okay. uh, and getting men to come back to his house and serving them food, I would assume cause he's a cook. Uh, but he was basically giving them the date rape drug, uh, GHB. Right, and yeah. he was giving them enough of it to kill them. From what from what I can see from the story, and after that, he was taking their bodies and dumping them in a London churchyard. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh, this definitely suits the uh, the the Halloween horror month theme. That's for sure. 
Yeah, there's a there was a gap between the killings. So essentially what we have here is a police investigation that's looking heavily at the idea that he may have taken a break from killing to do the reality TV show. Let's <laughs> put that on a back burner for a second. Literally, got- yeah. Like, oh, I love my killing, but a chance like this doesn't come along every day. Yeah, once in a death time. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, because his, his last victim was found on September 14th of this year, and uh, the previous victim to that was, I want to say, a month before at least. So he was he was straight up going serial, serial killer. It wasn't like killed four people in a sitting and... You know, that makes it, was, it necessarily, but he was planning this, this was going to be a lifetime of killing. For, for yeah, him. it was uh, four four murders between about a year and a half's time frame. So that was pretty rapid fire considering he took a break to become a reality TV star. Yeah, <laughs> it shows, also shows you the low bar set now for reality TV stars. Still not as bad as a Kardashian. I would say they have murdered more uh, minds in America than this person has murdered people. But, uh, you know, not saying the Kardashians are worse, but yeah, Kardashians are worse than a serial killer. No, <laughs> you heard I'm not agreeing with you, but they are. <laughs> Trigger warning, go kill yourselves, Kardashians. <laughs> not all of you, there's probably one or two of you that are fine. I don't know enough about the show except for uh, I've seen some of the episodes. and uh, I would actually Hasht- rather just Hashtag see... Armenian Genocide. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, and uh, I, I actually would rather just see a... Uh, no, no, never mind. I was it's gonna go real dark and just see I'd rather just see a series like a actually it'd be cool like a little mockumentary thing, like uh, a totally alternate universe where killing was okay or something like kind of purge related, where there was just a reality show about serial killers. They have to like they're all like competing separately to like, you know, murder and all this kind of stuff. It'd be kind of a cool little uh mockumentary uh theme for like a reality TV show that also maybe plays on the uh the ridiculousness of reality shows nowadays that they're almost that bad. They're just like, all right, ease this, eat this poison beetle. It's, you know, you'll get, we'll give you 40 bucks and you get to go on to the next round. You're like, won't it kill me? Fuck it. I don't know. You signed a waiver. Yeah. Now, what, I, what I'm curious about is if he had won uh, Master Chef, would he have stopped killing? Because, you know, at that point, you get a good job out of it. They put you in a kitchen somewhere with a good salary and everything. Yeah, plenty of poisonable food. <laughs> they might even give him, yeah, they might even give him his own restaurant. Like, some of those shows in America have been known to do that. And that's, like, basically handing a murderer a murder house. Yeah, yeah, with, like, like a full supply. Like, I don't know why you needed all this, what is it, GBH, GHB, whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know why you needed all this. Just, like, special ingredient. Ugh. All right, well. I keep ordering MSG, and they keep sending me this. <laughs> I, like, I like that at this fancy restaurant that we're talking about, apparently people are ordering stuff that just actually lists MSG on the menu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Made with plenty of MSG. Or is it? Why do they put or is it on the menu? <laughs> and it even has in parentheses cackle afterwards. Uh, so All right. Well, you know what? It may not matter. His entire trial may not even happen. Uh, our next story in Web Droppings a spooky asteroid is coming real close to Earth on Halloween. Tr- trigger warning to... Uh, Stargazers. Stargazers. And people who hate dying. Because that asteroid is actually going to come so close to Earth that it warranted a bit of a warning, if you will. Uh, NASA said it will be coming closer to the Earth than our moon orbits. Yes. Uh, and, and the thing, like, a lot of times you hear about, like, oh, it's going to come so close. And it really, on a relative scale... And especially on an astronomical scale, as far as astronomical units go, usually they're not, like, so close that we're just like, okay, millions of miles, what the fuck. But this one, like, is seriously within a few hundred thousand miles, which 
when you actually think about it, that's not that's not very far away for a pretty large asteroid. Yeah, yeah absolutely not. And, uh, the spooky part is, is people didn't even realize this thing was coming at us until about two months ago. Because we like were... they just didn't notice until two months ago. Well, it's about the... the size, I think, of a football stadium. Well, remember the one that actually the that actually struck down uh, in um, in Russia, right? The, God, that was amazing. Ago? Like that one wasn't uh, captured. That that didn't capture anybody's. Our attention was on another one that was far away. Plus, there were all these reasons why the telescopes didn't catch it um, until like really, really well, pretty much didn't catch it at all until it was too late. Um, and actually struck through the atmosphere. It was in retrospect that we decided that one. So it's good that we're noticing these, but at the same time, I'm also afraid of the time where they finally notice one that's just going to fuck us up and just be like, well, this one's hitting us. And we're like, okay, cool. What are you going to do about it? Oh, nothing. Um, yeah, this isn't a movie where we can send yeah. elderly people up there to mine it because they're <laughs> they're miners. <laughs> now it's just seriously, the, the, it, it is just You can us. fix it, right? <laughs> it's like, well, okay, cool. No, no, now you just know when you're going to die. So fuck it. Have a like a couple I, weeks know, of carnage and have fun and, uh, you know, go kill a Kardashian or two. I'd rather die than have to live in a world where a bunch of miners come back down from saving the Earth from an asteroid, and all you hear about is them gloating for the rest of their lives. Yep, save the Earth. Can, oh yeah. Can I get it? Can I get a free beer at this bar? Save the Earth. Hey yeah, you, yeah. You, sh- you should come sit in my lap, honey. Why? Oh, oh no big deal. No, no I big just deal. Save the Earth. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know damn well. You know damn well. One of them. You, you'd like, hope later. they die in the process of saving the Earth, so you wouldn't have to deal with that, that messy that, aftermath. That bullshit. Like you know, like oh, I saved the Earth kind of shit. Because they're gonna use it. I would if I fucking came back from saving the Earth. I'd use it. You know darn well. Like down the line, one of them would get. Oh my god. Caught for like too. would get caught for like uh like her- sexually harassing a woman. There'd be like a sexual assault charge, and they wouldn't really. Nothing would happen to them. They get a slap on the wrist. You know because they they overstep their bounds but everybody's like oh but he saved the earth so let him off with just a warning or something and then somebody else's yeah. life is like completely ruined because this person thinks they're fucking yeah. uh, like beyond the but, law but, but, he raped, the but he raped 19 school children yeah who wouldn't be alive to have been <laughs> raped had he not saved us all well he does have a point <laughs> yeah. let him go let him go <laughs> uh, oh yeah there we go uh, retroactive trigger warning folks we're just blowing them all over the place yeah uh, so, sorry if you uh, if kid rape trigger you yeah, um, yeah. We, we burned that bridge already yeah i mean if it has you haven't listened to our entire thing we, we don't think it's funny <laughs> nope but nope. We, sh- we sure did rape that bridge damn, <laughs> yeah. damn it <laughs> wait, to, wait, to, wait to rape that bridge when i get to it uh <laughs> yeah so um we're gonna make it through this one it's gonna pass right by the earth really really closely and from what i've heard no one is indicating that we'll be able to see it like you know like a Percy I meteor shower type event. Um, I'm kind of curious as we get closer, if there are going to be updates on this, but you won't hear from us again until after this happens. So I like, uh, I like go fact, find your own updates. I like the fact that uh, Eddie uh, American reading this uh, article will have no idea how far away it is or how fast it's going. Cause it's like in kilometers. I just like that thought of Americans running around panic. Cause they're like, but how far away is it? Oh, it's that uh, four to 99,000 kilometers. That tells me nothing, nothing. <laughs> Is that four miles? It could be 400 miles. I don't know. I hate uh, to say it, but if someone told me 400 miles, I wouldn't have a better grasp. That just is a bunch of miles. Yeah. You that, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't. I couldn't even tell you the diameter of the Earth or the circumference in miles. So you uh, could tell me it's 100,000 miles or 40, and I'm going to go, whoa, that's a big number. Is it like 25,000 or something? I have no idea, actually. Uh, I have. I honestly have no idea. That knowledge has never been needed by me past grade school. Yeah, it, it's, it's trivial knowledge to the point where that kind of knowledge, uh, oh, wow, holy fuck, I was close. 
Dude, I'm actually okay. I'm never mind. It's very important, Scott. If you don't know it, you're a you're a dumb dumb. Because now I knowing that I know it, and for some reason it was tucked in the back of my memory. Twenty four thousand nine hundred one miles. I just looked it up. I was pretty close. Twenty five thousand. Wow. Uh, it's so. The thing is, I used to like read so much space trivia, random shit that it's just tucked back there. That was just a number that was floating around. So twenty five thousand miles, and it's about ten times that distance from the Earth itself. A little more than, um, I believe. So. Uh, okay. So, you know, well, who cares? We might all be dead. No, we won't be because it's not supposed to get that close. Maybe a chunk falls off. Maybe somebody is up there mining it and they fucked up and a big old chunk comes off and uh, and touches down. And uh, we hope, well, happy Halloween. <laughs> all right. Um, trigger warning for our next story. We're going to try to do this one the right way. Uh, if you are deeply religious, uh, trigger warning for this next story. Uh, Toledo mayor, show, uh, probably our show in general. We should just yeah, yeah, if yeah you're, probably if you're all deep, of it. Really religious. Uh, we don't touch on it often, but some when we do, it's uh, a lot of times. It's not so much about uh, like the anti-religion. It's, uh, it, it's the individuals that make up so much of religion that just can't help but be lampooned. Like this wonderful uh, Toledo mayoral candidate, I believe. Yeah, um, this is someone who's no stranger to politics. She runs constantly, and uh, apparently, according to her, almost won in 2013. Her name no, is Opal win, right? Kovoy. She, I believe Kovey? She, she said she did win? Is that what it is? She said she, uh, but she it was stolen that from she her. won and it was stolen yeah. from her, which makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, her name's Opal Kovi, and she is a self-described prophetess. Uh, she is deeply, deeply religious to the point where during an interview recently, she spoke in tongues and threatened God's destruction upon the city if uh, she is not basically rightfully elected since her last election was stolen from her so unjustly. She's promising a smite. Hmm. Yep, she is promising smiting. So basically, if the voters don't have good turnout... Don't put her in her rightfully proclaimed position as mayor of Toledo. She will bring down hellfire upon the city. Or God, um, or God will, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, during this interview, she literally breaks into what, you know, have you ever heard people speak in tongues? Uh, it, well, no, because it's never happened. But you mean when those crazy evangelists are, uh, or televangelists yeah. are up there and they're just going, Papa Diopo, don't, like, they don't realize speaking in tongues means something different than just speaking gibberish? Like, yeah, I believe I, it's I believe it's like Slytherin, right? When you speak in tongues. Go potato. Like you just said potatoes three times. <laughs> so you could like you just, you just whatever comes to your head. It, it's gibberish. Yeah, it's it's fucking pure gibberish. Uh, speaking in tongues was supposed to originally in the Bible be pretty much speaking in a language that um uh w- it was well kind of like uh, Babelfish style where everybody could everybody could understand it if I if I understand right it was like a single language that was then understood by everybody I think interesting because I don't think anyone's ever understood it once no well that's why it's never speaking in tongues. everybody's supposedly speaking tongues just as like oh if I just just fart a lot of gibberish out it's like technically the uh, uh Rose albums could be you could technically say those are speaking in tongues because there are a couple <laughs> of them they released that had their own made-up language uh as kind of to prove a point a mix of um Icelandic and English that was actually not a full language altogether but just to kind of prove a point about the uh, you know that I don't know it was to fit the atmosphere or something like that but I'm pretty gotcha. sure Sigur Rós didn't come out and be like oh our next album released in tongues <laughs> like just to capture the fucking crazy Christian market um, and uh, so I've heard the people try to talk in, in tongues when you like watch the Peter Popoff Peter popped off videos or whatever um, uh, which you pop up on the internet, pop off, pop up uh, on the internet every once in a while. And uh, they're ridiculous. They're not saying anything. Yeah, this is uh, this is quotes directly from her. And I'm going to skip the speaking in tongues. Uh, She says, great (laughs) destruction will come upon. And then it's just gibberish for a while. 
And then she stops the gibberish and goes, thank you, Jesus. That was a confirmation. If people don't give me what I earned in 2013 back and I'm not on that seat in November, then you'll see God come and visit in the city in the greatest destruction you've ever seen. Oh, that sounds interesting. It's very reasonable. I mean, I would vote for her. Well, how many? She sounds like someone who's going to get things done. I, I, w- I would say I would go back and try to find out how many times the doomsday uh, prophesizers um, and whatnot, uh, the crazy religious folk, um, have been correct. But I don't have to do any research because it's been zero. There's been zero times a smiting has happened. A lot of times they'll go back and they'll be like, oh, yeah, Katrina, uh, that was uh, God That was God smiting you because of all the, the homosexuals and Well, yeah, uh, and doing, doing they'll religious do proof of— yeah, doing religious proof of something like that is always in retrospect. It's like uh, conspiracy theories. They're really easy to come up with because you work backwards. Well, yeah, and, and, and the ones that try to do, like, real prophecies ahead of time always are made out to look like idiots. There's one recently where, like, twice this year already, the same group has uh, prophesied that our uh, world was going to end. And every time they're just like, oh, we did the Bible math wrong. Uh, probably because there is yeah, none. Bible There's, math. Yeah, it's really what it, they just make like things Chuck up. Chuck like, took hmm. the Bible home last night and ripped a page out. Because of that, my calculations were off. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, yeah, plus also you're probably reading what has been uh, uh, translated a bazillion times and just has new shit put in it. Like they're like they're just selling like, ad space. So in the middle of the Bible, all of a sudden there's just a like, Coca-Cola-like proverb or something. Like, wait a minute, I don't believe that. I don't remember the, the book of Pepsi. Uh, I guess it's in the Bible. We should probably just go ahead and believe it. Uh, book of Pepsi, folks. Look it up. Fuck it, I'll put it there. Um, I I also I also like the fact this is a little aside, but have you ever noticed this? Just uh, I was gonna say triggered me. I, I'm using the word trigger too much because we've used it. Um, but this just uh, triggered me in that uh, I've realized now, looking at this at her uh, campaign signs, that there is an uh, there is a correlation between uh, the more lit- religious you are and the absolute uh, uh, just terrible design skills you have have you ever seen like a, a well-designed like uh really like super fundamental christian website or oh fundamental absolutely christian? not they're usually the worst and they not, like it, they're something from 1991 and not even just like not designed well i mean like almost like you have to try to design it badly this is just i mean this is red dark red text over gold at the top there's want a pot of gold just says and then uh vote opal covey for mayor a miracle think- worker I don't I know if there's people proof who, for miracles anywhere, but apparently. I think people who blindly follow texts without questioning them are not the most creative people. True. That that, that is true. And probably don't necessarily put their time uh, I mean, if thinking you're, about if you're gonna design. I mean, if you're going to be creative, make up your own religion. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah, just do it like, uh, I bet you fucking. L. Ron I, Hubbard I, did. I was going to say, I bet you Scientology shit is fucking immaculately designed. You know damn well they put some money into that. They probably get real. I've never been to one of their websites. I'm I, always afraid like that they've got their own weird Scientology web bots that are just going to like follow you for life. Oh, they do. You know damn well they do. They they track your IP. I could copy everybody's IP. I'll I'll, I'll have to tour it later. I'll go onto uh, on the tour network and, and check out Scientology just in case. Uh, that's what they do. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that was just a little aside. I just noticed her absolutely god awful designed. Uh, and you don't have to have an eye for aesthetics uh, to notice how fucking terrible these are designed. Um, this is just absolutely this, this bad. Like. I almost like cartoony. You have to try to make it this bad, bad. Um, so anyway, that's my aside there. Uh, yeah, Scientology website doesn't look so bad. That's not bad. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not spectacular, but it's it's no fundamental Christian website, that's for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I could request a free Scientology DVD. Huh, sweet. All right, I might have to get that. Uh, I don't think I want them to know where I live. <laughs> 
Let me just uh, send God. it to a P.O. box. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Actually, I do have a P.O. box. Um, the uh, uh, it's it's bad enough. Like I I was nice and let uh talk to a Jehovah's Witness like last year, and I still like have to hide. I don't go downstairs anymore. Um. Because I'm afraid they're just going to swing by. And she's like such a sweet, nice lady. And I know she's trying to help my soul and, and all that. So I like I was like, ah, you know, I, she, I didn't know what she was coming around for. So I talked to her and then I pretended I gave a shit about, you know, because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. She probably, she was old enough. She probably had like, what, 10 years left or something like that. I'm like, okay, I'll, make, I'll let this woman think she's saving my soul. Give her a little purpose, meaning that kind of thing. Seems like a really nice person. Um, but the problem is, is then it, like, it would come back weekly. like, And they'd come back when they knew... Uh, I, w- I was around like on a weekend or something to be like, oh, I bet he's there. There's a car in the driveway. Let's go fucking find this guy. And it got to the point where I just was like, just the one time it was great actually is they, they came over right before I, like I had pants down ready to masturbate. Like, <laughs> and I, uh, and I heard the like car come up the driveway. I'm like, shit, better pull my pants up. Um, and I mean, I had like weird fucking porn, like up on the screen, ready to go. And I seriously, like at that point wanted to go downstairs and be like, you know, like, have a little, uh, uh, come on, uh, common decency to leave a man alone before he starts whacking it to, you know, a, a <laughs> midget threesomes on Pornhub. Um, so anyway, Jehovah's Witnesses, a little aside as well. Uh, a couple of sides in this one. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Sure. All right. Our next story, um, we're going back to Star Wars again. And the only reason I'm including this is because a man in a full Chewbacca costume yeah, see, Halloween costumes. Oh, uh, oh, okay, there we go. Was arrested while com- campaigning for Darth Vader in the Ukraine for the Internet Party. Okay. Now, in the Ukraine, there are uh, varying political parties, way more than America, and there's a fun one called the Internet Party that every few years tries to put something Star Wars up on the ballot. Uh, this year, it's Darth Vader. They've even erected a statue that is very uh, Stalin-esque. I saw uh, that. Looks, yeah, but it's of Darth Vader, not Stalin. Yep. And uh, today, a Wookiee, or a man dressed as a Wookiee, he's easily the right height for it, though. This guy looks like he's seven, eight feet tall, uh, was getting arrested in full costume in public because he went out and basically was trying to campaign on Election Day, which is a crime in the Ukraine. You are not allowed to campaign. Okay. Um, They even brought him to court, full costume. There's a great video online if you're looking for it. Uh, It's pretty easy to find. We'll try to embed it on our website. Uh, Try. We will. (laughs) <laughs> um, of him getting arrested, full video, and it's just amazing because they don't even take that head off the costume or anything. They just cuff him and stuff him just <laughs> like a giant It seriously Wookie. looks like Chewbacca getting arrested. Yeah. Like, that's fucking hilarious, yeah. There's even a photo of him in court after still wearing the entire costume. It looks a little worse for the wear. Looks like he might have had a little uh, jail cell fun in that costume. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Tr- trigger warning for prison rape. <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, I just, uh, just trigger, like, trigger warning for hairy people. Uh, maybe only hairy people who get raped in prison. Maybe uh, there's hey, the, like there, there's just like a hole in the the costume, like in the back. To be like, oh, I know what happened. Like, no, no, I just got shivved. Seriously, yeah, shivved with <laughs> someone's dick. Yeah, the only time rape can be funny is if you talk about prison rape for some reason, even though it's really traumatizing to the people that it occurs to. We probably shouldn't joke about it just any more <laughs> than we joke about other rape for some reason. It's okay to joke about that rape, just like it's okay to make fun of Italians as a stereotype. That's funny. Ah. There you go. Uh, trigger warning anybody who, who who loves catchy fucking songs. There's one hey, for you. Uh, so, because yeah. he committed a crime, he had to pay a penalty. Do you want to take a guess at how much the fine is in American dollars for uh, campaigning on Election Day? 
$40. Close. $7.50. Okay. So it's actually less than one of our parking tickets. He got cuffed and stuffed for $7.50. Sorry, that is That's definitely the best part of the story. That is definitely a prison rape themed gay porno name right there. Cuffed and stuffed. Oh, if he got <laughs> raped in that costume in the cell waiting for his, you know, day in court. Oh my god, for $7.50. No, I'm I I that that's just that's a perfect. That, that I kind of want that to be the title of the episode. If it wasn't the one with Harrison Smith, it would going to be cuffed and stuffed and it was just going to be a picture of of people uh, 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 pretty much just a gay prison porno, I think, at that point. Um, which I'm assuming there are plenty of. There are a lot of like weird pornos. We can change like the title still. It's not up. We can do something like a uh, uh, gay prison porno with Harrison Smith. <laughs> See if he's okay with that. <laughs> we, uh, uh, we've, we've yeah, got, retweet we've that, to ask fucker. Seven dollars <laughs> um, fifty cents American for by this. The, uh, by the way, thank you very much, Harrison Smith, for being on the show. We will not title it that. Yes. <laughs> yes don't worry. Um, you, you, you get your own title, just like oh, all, all our other uh, great guests like that. Um, all right. Um, we have one last story. This is another international story. Um, this time we're going to China. Uh, did you happen to watch this viral video that went around this past week about the city in the sky? No, no. It, it wasn't there a um, Miyazaki movie? Like there was a movie called Castle in the Sky, yeah, uh, which the sky. I think was also titled Laputa. Uh, that, very that, great movie. And that was Miyazaki, right? That was Miyazaki. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is a, a, a video that surfaced. Uh, more than one person saw this. In fact, when you listen to the video, you can hear people reacting in the background. Uh, a large, large cloud is over the city, and above the cloud are very clearly defined rectangular objects that look like skyscrapers. Yeah, it they looks look like you're looking have, at a city. They look like they because uh, the thing that distinguishes this from other like random cloud shapes that people see is they're very hard edges, um, which usually cloud shapes are ones that like. You know, manifest in your mind based on really whatever's on your mind that day. Uh, for me, every cloud looks like uh, dick and boobs because that's usually the only thing that's ever on my mind is dick and boobs. Uh, which uh, also uh, are the boobs where the balls would be because that can be confusing. Yeah. Okay, I was just clarifying. You it's, can keep going. It's actually it's 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 my it's my uh, my dream um, uh, plastic surgery that I want. Uh, it's just to turn my 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 testicles into boobs so I can tr- have trigger all warning right for. There. Trigger warning for uh, men who have lost one or both testes to prostate cancer. And especially to uh, those that have uh, to prostate cancer, lose their their testicle cancer, too, would do that. And a quick Uh, and a quick trigger warning to people who hate China um, and cities. So any Republicans uh, listening uh, about the China part anyway? um, uh, Well, I think think Trump loves China, right? He's he's always talking about China. We we haven't finished with the story. Let's just throw a uh, trigger warning for rape in there, too, again. And uh, it's like a another one for just religion. A, yeah, just in case. Just, just in case. We should just go to Fiverr and have like pre-recorded trigger warning things that we could pop in after oh, the fact. Yeah. Because we're like. We literally we, just drop them. Yeah. So we can just drop one in and be like trigger warning. Kind of like because trigger warnings don't do so much. They're kind of like giving spoilers after the spoiler. You're just like, oh, yeah, he was, uh, you know, dead at the end of Sixth Sense. Oh, spoiler alert. Like, no, you don't do alerts after the fact. It's not like we get bombed oh. and then that would be like. You know, somebody bombing the trade center and then raising our alert level. Oh wait, that's what what's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how that's how U.S. terror alerts work. Is after a terrorist attack, we're like, oh oh, well, whoops, uh, terror alert. Let's go ahead and raise that one up. Um, uh, you know, p- that's a political aside now. Uh, so yeah, f- let's finish off the story here. What we got? Yeah, so the city that was in the clouds was seen by hundreds and hundreds of people. There is a video on YouTube that we'll be embedding on our website under the show notes for this episode, and you can go see it yourself. Uh, it's actually quite. Remarkable. It, you're right. Absolutely. It does not look like 
uh, a cloud that looks like something else. It literally looks like a city sitting on top of a cloud above the ground. Yeah. Uh, in a place where there isn't a city, so that's kind of remarkable too. Yeah, and they're, they're uh, really they're really dark. Uh, I mean, which I mean, clouds can be dark and everything, but again, it's kind of the hard edges that really that really get me. Uh, that being said, I know pollution in in China is crazy, so who knows what was floating up in the uh, clouds at that point to actually cause this? Uh, I mean, that could be that could be crazy pollution stuff for up there, for all I know. Now, my favorite theory as to what this is is something I. And I look up a lot of this weird stuff when I'm on the internet, because why not? But I had never heard of Project Bluebeam. Uh, it's one of the more common themes right now with people behind this saying that they think it was Project Bluebeam. Uh, it's a secret NASA project in which the space agency will try to start a new world order by simulating the second coming of Christ through holograms. Oh, uh, that sounds awesome. Um, so I had never heard of this. And why isn't this being used on like Rick and Morty and other, you know, comedy things to like play on? Well, maybe this is where like they they actually because uh, th this sounds like something that, yeah, it was secret enough that not everybody knew about it. Right? You know, now a lot of people, more people know about it because all this news going around about the city in the, the sky or whatever. Um, I really think that's a cool uh, idea, especially since NASA is, um, you know, federal. It's an agency. So it's actually it's it's linked to our government uh so everybody loves government conspiracy theories so that would be a of way course. to control uh a significant portion of the population globally and also i mean honestly uh we have a pretty high uh, percentage um of christians in this country where if you simulated even people who are just like borderline christian like ah, i don't go to church but uh, you know i kind of the bible whatever uh if you were able to do like a real second coming like with good hologram stuff people would just like fall into line and believe it Shit, oh yeah you know? i mean I, I grew up i grew up religious uh staunch atheist now and all that kind of stuff but honestly if a fucking jesus popping through the clouds like with a good hologram you know i'm talking like one of those good tupac hologram styles like with tupac like it's fucking <laughs> just like jesus appears in the clouds and just dances in a loop <laughs> yeah just dances in a loop battle rapping tupac <laughs> <laughs> that right, i so would watch and be like i don't know whether i'd be fucking like mesmerized or terrified but god damn it look at that that jesus got some moves yeah, we all know Jesus now, killed Tupac. with this video, um, there were a bunch of comments, and I kind of like these, because like the first one's about Project Bluebeam. It says, uh, and this is a quote, uh, This is the Project Bluebeam by NASA preparing their mind control over the sheep people. Wake up and smell the roses. They just wrote um, sheep, sheep people? They wrote? Sheep, sheep, sheeple. I think, yeah, sheeple would make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And another person said, basically chimed right in, yeah, clearly this is an offshoot of Project Bluebeam by the Chinese government in conjunction with the U.S. Air Force. I like, clearly. I like, like, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's Project Bluebeam. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you love Project Jesus Greenlight. just doesn't look real enough. Ben Affleck is Jesus, because why not? He's handsome. Matt Damon is, well, fuck it, Matt Damon, because Matt Damon's pretty awesome. Yeah, or Jason Bourne. Fuck it, Jason Bourne and Jesus? That would be great. Yeah. Why is Jesus still wearing a Batman costume? Oh, fuck it, I don't try anymore. Just dial it in Ben Affleck. Just give me buddy 20 million thanks. Now, uh, one person was reasonable and didn't think it was Project Bluebeam at all. Um, they <laughs> are quoted as saying, I believe it's the work of Greys. You know, aliens. Aliens, yeah, yeah uh, Greys. They, they probably teleported a giant city or maybe reflected it from their own dimension. See, at least someone on here is being reasonable about the possibilities of what this could be. That, that's true. I also like the fact that, like, I don't think it's Project uh, Bluebeam here. I actually, what I think it is, it, it's 
Grays pretty much doing exactly what Project Bluebeam was doing. And, yeah, <laughs> like transmitting a hologram to fuck with people. Yeah, yeah. That's much. It's yeah, not Jesus. You, I mean, not NASA, but fucking you space people. people. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that, like that's the way the the Martians with this amazing technology are gonna like. I actually think that would be awesome. The the I should not, not Martians. Uh, Martians would uh, imply Mars, but you know, uh, the the Grays, the the people from uh, wherever they're from, um, would get back at would get to. Uh, the world by just fucking with us like a little bit at a time you know damn well like that because honestly that's those are the people who would come and like fuck with earth like the way that they're doing it it's like yeah let's go like let's go molest somebody with a pipe in their asshole and like turn a cow inside out and fucking make a city in the clouds and that's it they won't come down to like bomb us or anything they're like just fucking with us little by little it's like a long-term psychological experiment the greys are, are imposing on us as as uh earth people or i'm sorry earth sheeple <laughs> correction yeah, no matter how you look at this or whether you uh, have any belief in government conspiracies, aliens, blah, 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 uh, go watch the video. It's actually fascinating. It's I just it, it, it was it was it was well worthy talking about simply because of the fact that it exists and it really is unexplained. Yeah. Yeah. At least at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I mean, and it, it was kind of a. Uh, OK, I guess this, this shows my ignorance of the story is it, was this was just a passing fancy thing. Like it was just it happened. Somebody snapped some pictures or is it still there? Uh, it happened, and I it, it stopped happening. And in the me- yeah. middle, people saw it and took video of it. Right, right. Okay. So that's that, that's what I assumed. It's like uh, that. It was just like any uh, cloud-based apparition. In that for some oh, yeah, like, for some yeah, reason, just... as if it's part of the atmosphere, it disappears. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> like like a cloud, almost like a cloud or something appearing or being reflected off of clouds, which can happen actually. This cloud reflection is pretty cool. I actually had a story of uh, I threw away. It was a, more of a phenomenon. I threw away a couple weeks ago about. And I can't remember. It has a title, but it's it's the uh, it's the phenomenon, if you want to call it that, of when somebody is. Um, standing at a higher altitude and just enough to cast a shadow on the clouds, and it looks like this giant monstrous shadow that exists on the clouds, and uh, and it's it's terrified a lot of people. Um, so you know, but this is this obviously is, this might not have to do with altitude, but you can cast shadow on clouds, um, uh, and it, it you don't have to be above the clouds to cast a shadow, what appears to be a shadow on the clouds. Uh, but uh, yeah, the thing about this is it can't really be studied because it's gone, right? So people can like they can speculate, but because you speculate, they're always going to believe the more ridiculous thing, even if. There was evidence in the contrary, which there can't be now if it's gone. Um, they're always going to believe, like, no, I know you you said about shadows in the clouds and stuff, but I'm pretty sure NASA's trying to fuck with us. Like, no, it was aliens fucking with us. All right. So, you know, pick, yeah. your, pick your side. Team alien, team gray, or, or, or team NASA? I'm team NASA since I'd never heard of that weird conspiracy theory. Like, I, I think I need to do some research I, on that. Maybe, maybe we'll come back to the show with that next week or the week after. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe like a future uh, Blinded Me With Science or 2525 like segment in the down the road. Have that as our discussion piece. Kind of like we did AV Club last week where yep, our discussion yep. piece was actually a segment. Because uh, that one I do want to revisit. Um, and if it's interesting enough, I'd come, like to come back to the show and chat about it. Because first of all, it sounds like it's got to be interesting enough. If it's a conspiracy theory or a theory like that. There's got to be some fucking awesome stuff out there. Maybe even you and I could take different sides of it, try to split it up. Uh, let's 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 figure that out. Let's uh, keep talking sure. on the podcast about uh, how we're going to create other better podcasts in the future. Um, oh, you know, you know what would help make this show better? Hmm. Uh, uh, if well, I have a note here and it goes nowhere in our show. So I'm just going to tell people uh, Rob Zombie made Halloween candy and it's limited edition and you can buy it online. Um, I, I like Rob Zombie. So Me too. I, I thought I'd just share that with people and I don't have a link. I don't have anything. 
I just want to let you guys know that that exists since it's Halloween season and such. Rob Zombie's up there for me with um, the likes of, say, like a Marilyn Manson and stuff, which is funny. I don't actually listen to either of their music a ton. Um, I like their music, and and but in that they're like really, they're in this like dark realm, you know. But they're like really well spoken, like uh, insanely smart human beings who have a such a like a taste and appreciation for their craft. Uh, Rob Zombie obviously doing great horror movies as well as uh, cool music. Um, I actually used to listen to um, White Zombie more than I did uh, Marilyn Manson. But um, anyway, yeah, anything Rob Zombie is going to be cool. I think that anything he places his sweet, delicate, monstrous hands on uh, is going to be quite quite cool. So uh, I, I, I haven't looked at it yet to see if the, the stuff is available still, but uh, it's, it's worth checking out. Nope. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. So yeah. uh, now uh, before we leave this week, uh, we have a few five star reviews we want to read since we were a little behind on those. Um, Jerry can probably just bounce back and forth like we normally do. Sure thing. Uh, I'll take the first one this time. Okay. And uh, for anyone out there listening, if you have yet to leave us a five star review on iTunes or even subscribe for that matter, uh, head on over, look up the Lost Zone podcast, hit subscribe and uh takes like a minute just leave us a five-star review no real effort you don't even need to write anything spectacular it's just the thought that counts and it helps our ranking and our ratings in itunes and gets more people to listen so if you enjoy us and you want other people to as well then leave us a review yeah it's crazy that uh that in in the world of uh podcasts actually you could kind of liken um even though people can go to our actual website which we'll you know shout at the end of the show but lost at home podcast.com to actually like buy stuff or whatever uh the uh Reviews actually do act as a sort of currency in our world and listens and subscriptions and stuff like that because in a way, uh, you know, we, we do this show for free and we, you know, we enjoy doing it so much and, and love it. But, um, you know, it does cost money to do and we don't like actually like being like, no, please give us money or anything. But reviews actually do in, in this world act sort of as currency because the second you can show – we can show like sponsors and stuff these numbers and be like, hey, we – People are listening. People like what we're doing and stuff like that. So uh, it definitely helps the show out. It might seem like a, like no big deal or whatever, but uh, and I actually have to get better. I've been trying to go back through the podcasts I listen to and actually practice what I preach because um, I'm like, oh, leave five star reviews, and then I don't do it for the or wasn't doing it for the shows I really like. So I've actually got to go through and do that. Uh, for instance, uh, one I have yet to do it for is uh, Doppel Avenue Hurt, which we actually just recently appeared on. Um, so you can actually download that episode, episode seven of Doppel Avenue Hurt. Um, while we're on the topic, um, on iTunes, we, uh, uh, Scott and I did, uh, little side voices, um, uh, not side voices. I don't know what that means. Uh, little guest appearances as, <laughs> as characters. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. I did like a side project and voicing, uh, but yeah, uh, Doppel Avenue. So I got to leave them a five-star review too, cause they're, uh, they're damn cool. Um, but anyway, um, I'll start right out with this one. Huh? All right. Uh, we yeah, have one ahead. that says, uh, great listen from dungeon master for president. Um, and, uh, this is, uh, satirical and smart, the Lost at Home podcast, bring me the news in a way that I didn't think I would want it, but I do. Great for interviews and general chat, too. That's what we do. Actually, I think we covered all of that. We, uh, uh brought you news in a, a, t- a horrifying way, uh, a lot of trigger warnings. We interviewed somebody today, and we chatted. So we, that, we, we encompassed all of that just in this one episode. Sounds good. So, uh, I'm on to, what, Thomas Coe? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Coe loves five stars and says, hilarious show. Uh, this show is great with at least laugh out loud moment every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a little clunky. But we, 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 we feel you. Well, we're, we're, we're clunky, too. Um, and uh, it's good. Yeah, we, we, we have at least a laugh out loud moment every episode, which not I think 
not only for them, but also for us. You and I tend to LOL uh, quite literally. Um, it's actually LLOL, literally laugh out loud. Um, all right, we got this other one here uh, by uh, Rikersit. Rikersit? Rikersit. Yeah. Um, totes entertaining, y'all. Loved it. These guys were funny. The podcast was well-planned, and they kept the flow going nicely. The segments were great, and I wasn't bored even for a second. Highly recommended. Uh, thank you. All right, next one is by Cortez6. Says, too funny. Five stars. If you like comedy, then you'll love these guys. They give me my fill of inappropriate humor. My fave. If you don't like comedy, then F off. Perfect. Yeah. Come on, we're strange, funny, a little fucked up, and F off if you don't like it. Um, or give us another chance. And uh, you got... Yeah, that's the good stuff, or from Yeah, that's the good stuff. It says amazing. This is a really great, very creative and funny show. Please do yourself a favor, hit subscribe, just like we were saying. Uh, you won't be sorry. Um, we are tracking people who click subscribe, and we are going to uh, uh, put a curse on everybody. But uh, other than that, you won't be sorry. Yeah. All right. Our next review is by D, and it says clever, funny, and insightful. Uh, there's funny, and then there's clever funny. This show has that special combination of insight and humor. You should check it out. Awesome. That works. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like we said, you can write whatever you want. Yeah. Make sure to just hit us up on iTunes. And if you want to find us on Twitter, I'm at the Lost at Home. And I'm at Sonic Jalopy. And you can also find us on Facebook. And our website is the Lost at Home Podcast.com. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find us all those places. Uh, make sure to check out our store if you go to the website. We have shirts, we have cups, we have stickers, I think, pins maybe, uh, bullet casings. I don't yeah. know. I forget. It's been a while since I've been I'm there. St- still looking for a uh, like a good uh, dildo manufacturer to jump on board with, especially one that maybe maybe we could uh, do like a combination dildo, Lost at Home podcast dildo um, vibrator kind of thing with uh, that's actually shaped like a bullet casing for all the, the you know people who love their Second Amendment rights and dildos vibrators. <laughs> Um, Sounds good. Yeah, uh, I want to say thanks again to Harrison Smith and, uh, of course, our, our good friend Mike Zapsik for calling in um, uh, just absolutely on a whim. Who would have thought? Um, so, uh, yeah, enjoy. We've got a little uh, Halloween mashup. This is a mashup of V.V. Brown's Crying Blood with Monster Mash called the Monster Mashup. And uh, this was on YouTube by Mashup My Monster. Um, and, uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, enjoy that. We'll see you around next time. All right. Later. He's alive. Alive.
personal. 